Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Master Your Coaching Biz podcast. And I am so excited. This is a little bit different. We have not had anybody on that I can remember that has talked about what we're going to talk about today. So we have Amy Zander with us, and she is a self-proclaimed marketing mobstress, chief word slayer, and grammar guru. (laughs) And she's going to be talking to us about brand archetypes. So welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. I'm really excited to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you. I live in Lansing, Michigan, and I have a marketing agency called Zedia Media. We've been around for about seven years, and we do all kinds of things like websites and logos and branding, and we um, produce podcasts for people. So Mm -hmm. we do that. Um, But what I'm here to talk to you today about is brand archetypes. So the philosophy of an archetype in general is something that is universally understood, powerful, and invokes an emotion. And so what that means is that um, we as people understand these concepts in exactly the same way, all people on earth. So if I were to say to you the word mother, what kinds of adjectives come to your mind when you think about mother? Nurturing, um, uh, yeah, nurturing. That's kind of yeah. Like, I put you on the spot. Sorry, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. Wait, I gotta think. I know. Sorry. So, like, nurturing, caring, comforting. And if we asked anybody anywhere in the world, they would probably say the same kind, same kind of things. So there are twelve main archetypes that have been defined by Carol, Carl Jung, and other people, and <clears throat> they are the twelve archetypes because they exist in all cultures on Earth. And if you go to brandarchetypes.com, you can find out what all 12 are and find out all the different ones. So how this relates to marketing is you want a brand that is universally understood, powerful, and evokes emotion, right? So marketing is also this huge task for most business owners to do when they're not necessarily marketing experts. So they're more focused on running their business, their coaching business, their roofing business, whatever their business should be. Mm -hmm. But they know that they have to do marketing. 
And for startups, sole entrepreneurs and people that might not have a big budget, marketing sometimes seems to like drop down to the bottom of the list after the bills are paid and the contractors get paid and all those things. Then, oh, maybe if we have anything left over, we'll you know, spend some on marketing, which, you know, you and I would argue that that's the wrong way to do it. You should put marketing budget up front, but, you know, I, we understand how the world works. Yeah. So you want something really simple, a really easy way to do your brand and to do your marketing. And so it's not going to cause you a lot of stress and you don't have to overthink everything. And <clears throat> most people think that their brand means their logo, their colors, their maybe their tagline if they have one. And that's not your brand. Sorry to say, everybody, that is not what brand is. Those are brand elements that support your brand. But what your brand really is, is something that most people miss. And it's the emotional connection that you are making with your clients and your audience. And you can't have all the emotions and all the feels. You can't be everything. You have to be one. So we all know those businesses that are really funny, right? Like Frank's Red Hat or, you know, a lot of insurance um, companies go with, you know, humor. I think it's because insurance is super boring. Um, so we have to like grab people's attention. But then we know those clients or those um, companies that maybe are super passionate. Um, so there's like, you know, Victoria's Secret. There's a lot of perfume commercials, things like that, that are either all about sex, sex and sexy cells, or just really passionate. That's another archetype, the lover. The mother is one, obviously. So if you adopt one of these archetypes as your overall brand strategy, then that means everything you do in your marketing, everything, like your logo, your name, your colors, how you answer your phone, how you write your blog posts, how you conduct your podcasts, everything is with that single thing in mind. So it takes this giant thing of marketing and distills it down to this one concept. So all you have to ask yourself is, say you were the mother, is this mother enough? Is this blog post mother enough? Is this, you know, is, is our name of our business mother enough? Is it, is it motherly or is it just not? So that's why I love brand archetypes because marketing is hard. It's hard and we're, we're in it every day and it's hard. You know, I don't love Facebook, <laughs> sorry to say, but, um, but I have to use it every day. And, and when a business has this marketing focus, they're always on brand. You can't be everything to everybody. And so you have to decide the one thing that you're going to be. So I really like to use Nike as an example, because it's pretty universal uh, business. Everybody knows it. Their shoes are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And everything that Nike does, they're always on brand. They, they literally are never off brand. So everything they do is like running and striving and sweating and youth and get off the couch and just do it raw. You know, it's just like everything. Now, if they were to create a, a marketing campaign or a commercial that was like soft music and they had these fluffy slippers and they're like, oh, let's put this fluffy slipper on your foot. You'd be like, what the heck, Nike? <laughs> like, you, you, like you would know that was off brand even if you didn't know why, right? Yep. So Nike is the hero brand. So everything they do is about making people feel heroic, heroic in their own life and heroic in their own health journey. So that's what I, that's why I love it. And so not only does it tell you what to do, but it tells you what not to do. Because if you're this archetype, you're not going to be all these other archetypes, right? Okay. So that makes sense. Um, so what do you find? So I, I have just a little inkling that solopreneurs and coaches probably fall into 
one of two or three specific archetypes. What would you say to that? So what I would say is all archetypes work for all industries and all types of business. And some people come to me like, kind of like you just said and said like, oh, I'm this kind of company, what archetype should I be? And I'm always like, hold up. I'm not going to tell you what archetype to be, but I will lead you through a process that will help you discover it. The only caveat to that is there are certain industries, like you mentioned, that gravitate towards certain archetypes. So the mother archetype is very popular for the healthcare industry. Lawyers tend to go with the guru because they're like in suits in front of bookcases with the scales of justice. And they're like, trust us, we know what we're doing, which you want in a lawyer for sure. Right. (laughs) So, so, but my, my caveat to that is why would you want to do what everybody else is doing in your market space? How would you stand apart? How would you stand out? So I would say, if you think that there is a, a popular archetype for your industry, don't be that, be anything but that. Because you, that stuff's already going to come through. I mean, you're a coach, so you're, you know, um, if you took mother, you, you'd already be caring and nurturing and supportive. You're already going to be doing that. But maybe you want to be a jester coach, which you're like wacky and funny and you crack jokes and you're going to stand out and not be like all the other coaches. So, you know, like uh, used car salesman, the jester is really popular for that. I mean, I don't know about you, but we have some wackadoo dude in our hometown that is just has the most crazy radio commercials and the just bizarre <laughs> stuff comes out of his mouth. So if there was a new car dealership in town and they hired me to help them with the marketing, I would be like, well, why don't we do anything but the jester? Because he's got that covered over there. And that's really annoying and off-putting to some people. So they're going to not want to go to him and want to go to you because you're more grounded. Maybe you could be the neighbor archetype where you're friendly and down to earth and not schmarmy and all those good things that, you know, that industry <laughs> evokes. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say is, is uh, don't do that. So I worked with a uh, business coach and she uh, went through the whole archetype process And so the process is we have the first step is to take a, we have a free questionnaire at brandarchetypes.com and it's about 90 some questions. You take it with your business in mind and then right away, immediately, it will list all 12 archetypes in order based on your answers from top to bottom. And then you can click on each one and it'll take you to the page on our website that tells you about that particular archetype. So she took that quiz. She came up with one of them. And then the second part is I walk you through what we call a brand discovery session. So if you're a solopreneur, I often recommend that you have your your spouse, your partner, a good friend, your parent, somebody, two or three other people that know a lot about your business because it's it's like, it's good to have a few people in the room, not just your own thoughts, right? To bounce ideas off of. And if it was a bigger, if it was a bigger company, I'd have like the C-suite in the room or the people that would be the decision makers or a marketing team, something like that. So it's a two hour session and we watch, it's like, it's a, like a giant brainstorming session. We go through all kinds of different aspects of your business and distill it down, color code the words, move them around. And at the end of it, it the archetype usually pretty much magically reveals itself. It's pretty awesome. There's always these aha moments in the room. It's really cool. Sometimes people, you know, have to decide between a couple of them and they have to come back later and say, okay, we're going to be this. Um, but that's the process. And then after you, you know, put your flag in the sand and say, I'm going to be this archetype, then we start looking at everything in your business, your name. Most people don't change their name because you have brand equity with your name. So it's, that's a hard sell, but your logo can be tweaked. Your tagline is a really good way to bring your archetype into existence. Um, and then you just start going through all your, all your um, words, like your website, 
everything that you use, everything that you're doing, and you just, you just tweak it and bring it into alignment. So back to my story about the coach. So she, she, um, you know, she was a solopreneur and she's like, I, she landed on the hero archetype and she was, she's a female business coach for women. And she's like, I want, you know, my people that I work with to feel like heroes of their own life. And, you know, like, like Wonder Woman. And I was like, that's awesome. Of course, you know, that'd be great. That's very energetic. It's very positive. It's not to status quo. So she's like, but that, does that mean that I have to change my logo and my colors? So I have to use like Wonder Woman's colors and all that stuff. And I was like, no, 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 not at all. So her colors were kind of a pale purple and like a sage green. And I was like, so if Wonder Woman's favorite colors were purple and green, would she pick these shades of purple and green? And she was like, no, they'd probably be brighter, more vibrant. And I'm like, exactly. So let's just kick that up a notch. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like, you don't have to change everything, but you can tweak things to make it more in alignment with the archetype that you chose. And if you've been in business for a long time, chances are you're doing some of these things not with not even knowing it. Um, so most people pick an archetype that's pretty close to some things that they're already doing. So it's not a giant shift. Yeah. So, so my archetype is, is nurturer. And I feel like a lot of, uh, and I work with coaches. And so I feel like a lot of the coaches that I work with would probably be nurturers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you, you know, how do you make yourself stand out with, uh, you know, with an archetype that might be prevalent for lack of a better word in your industry. Sure. So if you are, if you find yourself already doing the archetype that you think a lot of people are doing as well, there are lots of types of mothers, right? So there's like mother Teresa, there's, you know, a feisty Italian mother, that's a stereotype, but it's, it exists, right? Um, you know, there's the absent mother. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, um, but you know, so, so you can do your own flavor of it. And the other thing that happens a lot of time is people will have, well, they'll really struggle between two archetypes. They're like, well, I really want to be the mother, but I also think maybe I'm the lover or the neighbor or something like that. And you can't successfully be two archetypes that are like 50, 50. But what I like to do is have one main archetype and then another one that's an undertone your archetype. So say you were like the funny mom. So your mother first, jester second. And that's really doable. You just have to make sure that you're not flip-flopping where you're super funny and lose that mother focus. So you just want to make sure the mother's always first and the jester's always second. And that's a way to make yourself stand out and, and make you, you know, you're different from your peers and things like that. So I like that. I could be the feisty Italian mom, but I'm the mom first. And then, um, <laughs> and then I'm yeah. Italian, the yeah. feisty Italian second. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a, an archetype called the outlaw archetype, which is what ZDA media is. That's mine archetype and companies that are similar to that would be um, Harley Davidson or Apple computer is another good one. And, uh, that you could definitely adopt that. You know, you're going to, you're not going to be like the normal super cuddly mom you're going to be you're going to be supportive you're going to be nurturing you're going to be like go rah but you might be um a little bit of an outlaw too right so that's that's um the kind of mom i am for sure i have teenagers and that's the kind of business woman i am but the overall feeling that i'm evoking for my clients which is what you never want to lose sight of is freedom 
So the outlaw is all about freedom. So what I want my clients to feel is freedom when they hire me in my marketing team so that they no longer have the burden of marketing on top of them or taking care of it for them. Um, <clears throat> that's one flavor of the, of the outlaw. I also like, you know, I'm a little edgy. I don't always, I can have a potty mouth. Like, I, you know, I'm just, you know, feisty as well. Um, so it's just, you know, it's my personality. But with solopreneurs, you are the face of your business, right? So you have to pick something that is something that jives with you that is not a struggle for you, which you would naturally do anyway. Um, my mentor who taught me all about brand archetypes, his name is Kevin Scarrett. He owns Flock Marketing and he is the jester all day long, like the king of bad dad jokes. Everything that come out of it, comes out of his mouth is just a joke or silly or like he's just not serious about anything. I mean, he's serious about marketing, but he's just a really fun guy to be around. It's really high energy, but that's not me. Like I, I can be funny, but not all the time every day, you know, with everything that I do. So that just, that wouldn't work for me, but we all know people who that would totally fit the bill. Right. Yeah. So, totally. so the, the concept is the same, whether you're an organization or whether you're a solopreneur, it's the same concept. You're just more the face of your business when you're a small business. Okay. So once you kind of know your brand archetype and, um, you're trying to get it out there now, how can your, how can you make it so that your audience discovers what your brand archetype is? So that's a really good question. I don't think that you need to tell them. So it's not like you're adopting this thing as your mascot. And it's not like your logo is all of a sudden going to become a picture of a mother or, or a gesture or something like that. It's all in the subtle kind of things that you do, the words that you use, the imagery, the colors, the music that you pick, the way you present yourself. And the more and more and more you do it, the more that's going to be apparent. And what you're doing then is you're establishing this relationship with your clients built on emotions, which is our strongest sense, right? Maya Angelou said, people remember um, long after anything else about you that remember how you make them feel. Yeah. Right. So you want to make it how they feel. And that emotional piece, I can't stress that enough, is so often lost in small businesses that are just trying to market and get their products out there. They're not even thinking about that emotional connection. And that really is what brand is. So don't don't lose sight of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like you have to announce to the world, I, we are now a mother archetype. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that. Um, but if you're going to rebrand, um, just come out the gate strong with everything that you're doing. Um, you know, and rebranding is a whole nother, you know, basket in itself. There's good ways and really bad ways to rebrand. Um, yeah, I'm but, glad for that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big task. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so basically how you're presenting yourself is going to be able to let people know. I mean, not, they won't, might not know specifically, like this is your brand archetype, but it's going to follow your brand. They're going to get that feeling and that emotional connection from it. Absolutely. And, and I, I mean, this isn't a new concept, but it's not widely used in the, in the marketing arena. And so most people that I come across haven't really heard of this before. My goal is world domination. Like I think every business should be exposed to this, at least as a concept that they could adopt because I think it makes everything extremely easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just the, the more you're on brand and the more you do it over time, the better your brand is gonna be because it's going to be consistent. And that's the key is consistency. 
because so many small businesses, you know, again, they're, they're not marketing experts. So they'll try like a funny post here, a serious brochure there, uh, you know, um, a very informative podcast episode there, you know, every, it's just like all over the place. And so people just don't, they don't immediately have any sort of connection with them because there's nothing that's, you know, consistent. Yeah. All right. Um, so then based on all that, how do you know if you're on brand? <laughs> you know, because we all understand archetypes in the same way because we're human. So just like that example I gave with the Nike commercial, you would know that that was off brand if Mike, Nike did that. You might not know Nike's the hero brand and that would have been the mother brand and, and all that stuff, but you would just be like, what are they doing? Like, that's weird. So all you have to do is ask yourself, again, let's just say your mother, is, is this mother, is this blog post mother enough? Is, is this um, podcast episode mother enough? Or is this music that I picked? Is that, is that mother enough? And you're, you will know, you will just know because you know what a mother is. Like you can go to any website on, in the vast interwebs, you'll you know, pick a website and look at it and see if you can tell what archetype it is. And if you can't, then they're not doing it. And then if I, if I were to say to you, okay, Cheryl, make this website into the hero. You'd be able to do it because you, you understand, you already know what a hero is. We already know what all these things are. And that's the beauty of it. And so one of the other amazing things about it is if you and your company decide we're the, we're the mother, this is what it means team, you know, everybody needs to be watching out for whether we're on brand all the time. And then you bring a new person into your team. It takes you about five minutes to explain to them what your brand is. And then they know, they understand. So they can be watching for it too because it's just inherent. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. So it helps you to keep your team. Um, and, and trust me, guys, listen, and you'll have a team at some point <laughs> if you don't already, but it does help to, uh, to be consistent. And, and yeah, you can just describe it really quickly. Like you said, using those terms like mother or hero or whatever. So I like that too. Yeah. And especially if you, if you have that information and you're going to a web developer or a logo designer or a brochure person, and you're like, Hey, here's the deal about my brand. This is what it is. And you tell them that five, 10 minutes, they're going to be shocked and amazed that you gave them that information. Cause it's making their job so much easier. Yeah. Right. So, cause I mean, you'll know, like the pictures to, to choose. So another example I like to give is if we had a bicycle company, and one bicycle company was the mother and one was the explorer is another archetype. We haven't mentioned that yet. So the mother one would be all about bike safety and helmets. And it would show pictures of families and it would have like the little tassels on the handlebars and a little bell and families having picnics and making memories and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And then if you had the Explorer bike bicycle, it would be like mountain biking and mud on their face and going over these crazy terrains. And, and it'd all be about adventure and getting out there and showing your stuff. Right. They're selling the exact same thing. They're selling bicycles. And so there's this, you can do it so differently with any of these archetypes. Yeah. I like that. All right. So, um, what would be, uh, so go take the assessment, find out what your archetype is. What would be a next step that you would suggest? Sure. So sometimes people take that questionnaire and it lists them and the, the one that comes up at the top, they're like, yep, that's me. I got it. And they don't really need any further discussion to decide which archetype they are. Other times you might have two or three at the top that are like tied. There'll be a number next to them. 
And so maybe you're flip-flopping, you're not sure. So, um, so that's again, where I recommend having um, two or three, maybe four other people that know you really well, take that quiz also to see what they come up with to kind of compare. Um, chances are they'll kind of be all over the place because your brand has probably been all over the place and that's natural. Um, so that's the first step. And then the second step is if, if you're still not sure what archetype that you want to be, you can give me a call, contact me through the brand archetype website, and we can do that brand discovery session. So that's that two, it just takes two hours. We can do it virtually. It's really easy. Can walk you through it. And almost always the archetype reveals itself at the end, or you might just have to decide between a couple and we can talk about pros and cons of each one and that kind of thing. And then the real work starts. So it seems like picking the archetype is the biggest job. It's not. <laughs> After you pick it, then you have to go back through everything that you've done and see how you can tweak it. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's like a six to nine month process, usually when I work with my clients. So, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, but it's, it's very freeing, I think, because it just makes it, you just have to concentrate on one thing, you know, like those, what would Jesus do bracelets? Like what would the mother archetype do? Or what would the hero archetype do? Like, that's all you have to ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Great. Um, I like that too. All right. So find out your archetype guys. Um, and then, you know, if you're having a problem, definitely reach out to Amy and see how you can get clearer on that, but also just like she's uh, just like Amy said, just ask yourself those kind of questions. What would they do? Like, for instance, I know for the nurturer, um, you know, is there's different things like caregiver and, and guardian and, you know, mom. <laughs> yeah. Different flavors. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but there's, there's different things. And I can always say, I could ask myself, is this what I would do for my kids? Or is this what I would do to have, you know, have my kids understand something from me or see something from me or whatever the, the case is. So I think you can definitely do that. And I think a lot of coaches typically have like the empathy and the, and the caregiving and the wanting to change the world. Um, and that comes across and I think in a few different archetypes, but, um, but yeah, definitely the nurturer. So um, this was all very enlightening. I, I actually appreciate learning a little bit more than I knew about it. Um, and I would like to see what my secondary one was. I'd have to look that up because I don't remember from when I took it. Um, but I'd be interested to see what kind of flavor I could add um, to mine as an undertone as well. Yeah. And, and just, just a real quick, I don't want people to feel limited by those, those questionnaire results. So you don't necessarily like have to go with the first one or even the second one. It's just a way to think about like where your brain's going, but, you know, kind of explore all of them or at least your top four or five to really look at them. I mean, they, they're kind of, there's a few that are similar and other ones that are similar. So some are going to be to the top and the bottom. You don't have to necessarily go, you know, look at the bottom ones, but, um, but yeah, don't, don't feel limited. Like really think about, could I, could I do this effectively? How would this be different than what my peers are doing? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, um, Amy. If uh, you guys want to get a hold of Amy, of course, all the info will be in, links will be in the show notes, um, but you can go for the brand archetype to um, brandarchetypes.com, plural, yeah, brandarchetypes.com. And then also you can see Amy on the marketing website at uh, zediamedia.com. Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, and then of course I'll have those links and then social media as well in the show notes. So thank you so much, Amy. We've gotten a lot of information from you. And I'm very interested in that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. This has been fun. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Yeah. Have a great day, guys. And I hope you learned a lot. Let me know. Join us in the Facebook group. Um, and let's continue the conversation. Talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.